This is Upload Media. like brings back so many memories it does bring back so many memories (laughs) you guys it's us it's your favorite duo sarah and caleb for othered (laughs) for othered the podcast you've been missing in your life the podcast for people who feel different that's right and here we are here we are we're back day one of season two finally i know it's been since June 9th of 2022. That's what you've told me. I know. Can you believe it, though? No. I it's can't. been a really long time. It honestly feels like a different lifetime ago. It does feel like a different lifetime ago. It was a different lifetime ago. Yeah, well, I think I was just a different person back then, it feels like. Like, it just feels so long. I know. Like, I don't know what time is anyway. Like, it's definitely... Time is of, a construct. It is, yes. And it's, like, relative to people, right? And, like, you're perception of it right yeah but it definitely feels longer than what is that like eight months nine months yeah nine months oh my god we could have had a baby by now (laughs) our baby could have been born an earth side right now that's uh, okay. Oh my god i'm just so happy to be back here me too beautiful studio Uh, and it's like gone through some uh, changes. It has. Yeah. So we're no longer the part of the LAS media group. We're part of the upload media upload group. Upload that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting news for them and for us. Super exciting. Another really big new thing for us is Robin. Yes. Woo! Robin, our producer, our manager, our all around badass. So at some point we will get her on the show and she'll all chime in and you guys can meet her at some point. But go Robin. Um, For now, Robin is behind the, right. the screen. They are um, badass and we we love them. So uh, there's a lot to catch up on. Sarah. There's a lot to catch up <laughs> on uh, <laughs> in the nine months that we have not been here. I know. I don't even know where to begin. I think we should talk about some of the life changes that we've experienced up until this point. Okay. So, for one. Well, uh, okay, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, Mm -hmm. maybe we should start at, at the end of season one, our goal was to take like a little break. Yeah, just a tiny little hiatus. Just a tiny one, which somehow turned into nine months. But, to be fair... Upload Media Group was going through some big internal changes as well. This is true. So while we were morphing and... (laughs) Changing, metamorphizing. There you go. Metamorphizing. So was Upload. Yeah. We were all becoming new people. Brand new, beautiful butterflies. Yeah. With video. Ah. Ah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and a, a flag. And yes, our flag. And we're going to be decorating the space a little bit more for our viewers because we're also adding video to yeah. our situation, which is cute. We video. love that. We love video. Yeah. So our our little spring break turned out to be like a maternity leave. Times, right. Times of <laughs> Which is okay. A gestation period. Yes, it was a gestation period. Oh my God, period. I love that I metaphor for us. I'm not. We were gestational. We were gestating. And now we're birthing out season two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> birthing it out with all of all of the stuff that comes with birth. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say something about the afterbirth, but I just feel like that's maybe I not know, I was going to say, this is our baby in... Where is the placenta? I don't know. It's still attached, I think. <laughs> Maybe Robin will cut it for us. Cut the cord. They would do that for us. <laughs> like, help me. What did I sign myself up for? I oh, God. Know. Oh, good one. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. At season two. Yeah. And a lot has changed. A lot has changed. We are brand new people. Brand new. With, you know, maybe some of the same issues we were dealing with before, but in a different light, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Sarah, how about you tell us about some changes in your life? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. Yeah, what's been the biggest one? Well, the biggest one for me is that I quit my motherfucking job. Yes, you did. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I hopped off that slave ship and swam <laughs> to shore. Right. My own personal shore of mm -hmm. my own country. Yes. And no one swam after me. Right. No one caught me. I am a freed slave. We're so happy I for you. I love the slavery analogy, which I know you mm -hmm. probably find odd. But for those of you who don't talk to me on a day-to-day -day basis, I used to call my workplace the slave ship. Mm -hmm. I which is another problematic thing <laughs> about me. But I'm really happy to make that change. Well, right. And I think, you know, if, if there's anything that I can appreciate about that analogy of the slave ship is the freedom that you feel after you've mm -hmm. escaped from that establishment. Yes. Not that it was entirely a bad establishment, no. But for you, it was time for you to leave. It was time to hit the road. So what was that like to um, come to that decision then? Well, it was scary. It was terrifying. Yeah. Whenever we make big changes in life, there's a lot of fear associated mm. with that. And I still, because it's only been like six weeks of self-employment, I'm often thinking shit, who's going to make me work today? Which mm -hmm. <laughs> the answer is no one. Right. Besides well, the answer me. is you, yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very specific kind of lifestyle to live, mm -hmm. to be self-employed. And I don't think that I have the personality traits or the personal qualities to make that work for me. Well, you also like people. Um, yeah. I don't. <laughs> so I like to right. be alone. Mm -hmm. I don't like to work with other people. Right. I need to be in charge mm -hmm. and I need to be my own team. Yeah. So, well, you've got that kind of like self motivation. You know, you're like self driven. Mm -hmm. I know? am. And I feel like I need somebody behind me cracking a whip, being like, do the job. Yeah. Well, that's not that I, I want to be like. micromanaged, but you know. Yeah. I feel like having no uh, boundaries is a struggle mm -hmm. because I've been doing a lot of eating. 
I've been we doing. Eating. We do love eating. <laughs> we love we fucking love eating. <laughs> we I've talk been, about last night. I know. Yes. Yes. Last yeah. night. Mm. Mm. Anyways, we'll get back to that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so just, you've been eating. <laughs> I've been eating. <laughs> That's the highlight of my self-employment. Oh, but we love that for you. Uh, and I've been at home in my happy place. Yeah, and you I've like been to be with home. my kids. I mm-hmm. do love to be home. And I've been a more patient parent, I think. I feel like... Has that come from being home more than you think, the patients? Or? No, I feel like it's come from not using all of my energy up during the day. There were mm. so many times... And mom guilt is real mom guilt yeah yes Mm -hmm. but i would always feel like by the time i got Mm -hmm. home from work i was exhausted and i didn't want to be around people and i had no more energy to give and Mm. then i would still have to parent which is the most important job but i just didn't have energy right and now that i have energy for all of the things that maybe were frustrating or annoying before Mm -hmm. i feel pretty shitty because i'm like i see that my kids got a very low energy mom. I mm-hmm. feel like they got what was left of me right. and I not hear what you're saying. the best part of me. And I was giving the best part of me to an organization that at the end of the day actually didn't give a fuck about, about you. Yeah. me mm-hmm. as an individual. Sure. So that's been a thing. Yeah. So about that, I feel like, and I can relate to that a lot, is the feeling of, you know, giving so much of yourself to an institution or to a corporation or whatever that doesn't really care about you as a person, that it just like drains you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like feeling invigorated or passionate about the work at any point mm-hmm. during the day. So you're just like spending your hours or wasting your hours for a paycheck and you're feeling drained by it. So by the time you get home, it's like, what energy do I have to give? Mm-hmm. And so I get that mom guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids, so I can't really say that I completely relate or understand you know, what that feels like. Um, but I, I can understand the concept, and I, I guess I feel that way sometimes about my cat. My well, poor my little kitty. Well, my happier, too. Well, see, yeah. And I... Um, I love that. And I think, you know, when it comes to your kids, I think they're just, you know, happy to be around you, you know? And I think you've been a b- good mom even when you were working. Well, yeah. But in I that think way. I just notice the ways I'm being better mm. and think, shit, I could have made this decision a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, hmm. which that's not necessarily true. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, I just feel like my kids have been getting the short end of the stick for a really long time. Yeah. And now I see the other side. But also you're like, you're getting the short end of the stick too. You know, you're in so many ways, like you're having to give of yourself to this job, right? And you're Mm -hmm. like not being left with much Mm -hmm. except for, you know, money to pay the bills and to keep going Well, that current and that like MO. And it was really motivating because I'm a bougie bitch and I love money. Right. And I have not ever had to even look at my relationship with money mm, and so now you have to and now i have to and that's like a whole nother slippery slope Ooh, yeah i know confronting that relationship with money is hard uh-huh because i too quit my job what? Ah, freedom freedom oh, yes exactly thank you george michael right oh yeah. okay yeah 
I wasn't singing necessarily that song, but yes. Okay. I I love George. Me too. He's hot. He was, was hot. Very fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Caleb quit his job. Oh my God, Caleb! Working for the company that he worked for for what five ish years, something like that. Um, and that was a big deal mm-hmm. for me because I like attached a lot of my identity yes. to th- that position for that company. Um, and I think I got to the point where I was so drained, like as a person. You worked like a gazillion hours a week. I did. And it was funny. (laughs) So I'll get to this later. But um, I was working a lot of hours and it was constant. And like any days that I had off, I'm using quote marks because like I would have to go in anyway. Mm -hmm. And it would just like disrupt my entire personhood. You Mm -hmm. know, I couldn't like get out from underneath work ever. And so it was draining me. And I got to the point where I almost kind of, like I did kind of have a mental breakdown. Yeah. You what know, was because the they told straw? me they told me that like I wasn't doing enough, mm. that I wasn't giving enough, that I wasn't, you know, doing a good enough job. And I was like, I'm giving everything I have. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here all the time. You know, and the customers see it. My employees see it. And you don't. Mm-hmm. But OK. And so, so I tried to like figure out, you know, if they were right, like I took like a week and like talked myself back into like, okay, you can do this, you can do this. And then I had a a moment where I had to get called in for something and I was just like, you know what, this is never going to change and they're never going to appreciate the amount of work that I do. So I'm over it. Goodbye. Deuces. Here's my two weeks. Love you. And then that you gave them your two weeks and that (laughs) was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, Honestly, and just to be a little vulnerable, I did spend like a little bit of time in the hospital just because I was like, you know, really beaten down by that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to get myself right. And a lot of it, too, was, you know, I was coping very unhealthy ways with the stress. Mm -hmm. And so I had to like pull myself out of that, which was difficult to do, Mm -hmm. but essential. And so I kind of like understand that like freedom, like kind of like emerging from underneath like a dark place. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I also feel like I'm happier. My cat is happier and I'm like understanding like what contentment and joy feels like in a different way and in a different light, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not based on like how much I work or how many people know me or praising me for like the kind of cocktails that I come up with, you know, that kind of stuff. So I feel more internal yes rather than external exactly and i've had that conversation with you a little bit over the past couple months that like instead of living externally i'm living internally now Mm -hmm. i've like been like this bartender for so long and like have been expending social energy all the time that now i'm like having this like i don't know big pendulum swing into you know being a little bit more of a hermit I feel like I'm doing the opposite. Right. Like I am a very internal liver. I don't know if that was being there. <laughs> My words. Sometimes it's I really interesting words. because I think <laughs> that's what I think I'm saying. And then that's not what I say. Liver. Yes, I'm, a, I'm an internal <laughs> liver. I live on the inside. Yeah. And I am starting to become more externally focused because mm-hmm. being self-employed requires me to promote myself Mm-hmm. To market myself, um, to talk to people, 
And before, I just kind of went to work and did my job. And mm-hmm. Well, you probably have more energy for it, too, now. I do, but I think also I am choosing where I spend my time and energy, and those places uh. are places that receive me. Sure. And they're not <clears throat> places that make me feel less than mm-hmm. or don't value my opinions or places that don't have shared morals and values. Like I get to decide where my energy is focused and I'm choosing to focus it on things that align with as much Sarah as I can manage. Right. So I love that you bring that up because I feel like that's something that I've been, that I wanted to kind of talk about today was that how I feel like there's been a shift in values, Mm. I think for the both of us Mm -hmm. in some way. And I think that For me, and I think, you know, you probably feel the same way that there's been kind of like a, a shifting our values and our goals into um, things that are going to be mutually beneficial for us that like we feel passionate about and those things bring us joy, mm-hmm. right? That we're not just like expending our energy, our energy into things that just kind of like use it and suck it dry. Yeah. That don't give us anything back really. What values do you think have shifted for you like what do you notice like okay i was doing this now i'm not doing this i mean i'm choosing uh, to do these things i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna hate myself for saying because i don't think that uh, i think the the term has been changed or co-opted or something in some way but like self-care that i feel like i'm taking care of myself in a better way that i think i'm taking care of myself in a more holistic way that i'm giving myself the things that i need not necessarily that i want you know, that I've wanted for a long time, but now it's like I need to get on top of, you know, getting eight hours of sleep, you know, drinking water, you know, and like I'm having the time and the space to give those things to myself. Because I think when I was working in that capacity that I was, um, it was just go, 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 constantly serving people, constantly bartending. And it was like I wasn't eating very well. I was constantly stressed. Um and so I like I lost so much weight. Like my my mental health was on a very very bad downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, kind of like that internal work, I'm able to actually just establish a base layer of taking care of myself. You know, mm-hmm. getting eight, eight hours of sleep. You know, going on walks, doing yoga, seeing my therapist consistently, which I wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was like literally pushing out every arena of my life that was meant to like take care of myself. Like I couldn't sleep very well. You know, it was just, I don't know. It was a lot. So my value is myself, you know, I'm valuing my life, my own life Mm. and my own time, you know, that's profound. Does that make sense? Yes. Which feels like revolutionary to me. Cause you know, cause I feel like I've spent so much of my time in my life the past 33 years of like trying to please other people. Mm hmm. So now I'm focusing on the things that I want and I need. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. That's so exciting. I guess I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It is exciting. And I'm trying not to, not, not to be like selfish about it. You know what I mean? But it feels like. Not I've, to be selfish. In my life, you know, to be like taking care of myself. It First feels like all, I'm being selfish, you know. Be selfish. You don't have okay. kids and you're not married. Like be selfish all the time. Hmm. I wish I could be selfish. Sure. I miss the days of being selfish. Sure. But is it selfish to take care of yourself? No. No. (laughs) Right? And I think that's the issue is that I think that I would think that way, that it would be selfish to 
do the bare minimum of taking care of myself, you know, mm-hmm. feeding myself, of drinking water, getting eight hours of sleep. Like, how is that selfish? Those well, are like I the base like layers of like having a human life. Those you know, are the not fun elements of self-care. Like, well, sure. I think we want to believe self-care is like uh, mani-pedi and right. like a little spa session. And mm. it's like, no, self-care is eating the correct foods mm-hmm. when you're hungry and listening to your body and letting right. your body dictate hunger. Well, like learning not, to listen to your body about yes, that kind of stuff too. Not yeah. just a schedule mm-hmm. that you're adhering to. Right. Or therapy is self-care and saying things to someone else and then resolving those things and not just talking about it right. for the sake of talking shit. Hmm. Going feels to heavy. a hospital is radical self-care. Yeah, Because it there's is. a lot of people that just sit at home and suffer right. and don't. Or have, you know, develop or continue to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. or ways of self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Until it gets to a point where, you're like, you have to go to the hospital or, you know. Yeah. So I think that is amazing. Good for you. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. You know, I feel like we're both on these journeys of like self-acceptance, radical self-love, uh, feeling empowered to make these scary decisions for ourselves. Cause you know, it is scary to step out and to not necessarily know what the next day is going to hold mm-hmm. or how you're going to pay your bills, mm-hmm. you know, but Everyone has told me, you're so courageous. And like, that's so brave of you to quit your job at 30 and Mm -hmm. start like a whole new industry. And I just want to tell people who say that to me, like the fear of being here forever is Mm. is more terrifying than any fear of doing something. Right. Of being stuck in this place. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be unhappy. Right. And I don't want to wonder what if forever. That's like Mm. a huge driver in my life is I don't want to have regrets and I would hate for money to be the thing that stops me from doing anything yeah like it can't be money Mm -hmm. and I understand that that's a huge privilege too someone also asked me the other day how I defined wealth and I thought that was a really interesting Mm. question because I am struggling with the money part of quitting my job sure like just the money that's coming in because I was on a nice, healthy salary. I never actually had to perform to get that salary, right? Like as long as I went to work, I was going to get paid. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. could have like two hours of productivity or eight hours of productivity a day. And I was going to make the same amount of money. So I didn't worry about that. But also it gave me like imposter syndrome at times because I'm like, well, shit, I know I'm not working very hard and I'm getting paid as if I were. But when that person asked me how I defined wealth, I was like, well, I guess wealth is being able to quit my job when I just all of a sudden and trusting that money will come in. Mm -hmm. Wealth is being able to teach yoga, even though that isn't going to pay any bills. Wealth is being able to take yoga during Mm -hmm. the week because I've totally abandoned my own practice um, in the past like year. Wealth is being able to do our podcast. True. And see you during the <laughs> week. I've seen you more in the past like six weeks than I have in the past couple months. So what I'm hearing from you is that wealth is kind of like privilege, right? It's like the ability to do things I without think having I'm to re- constantly think well, about yes, money or worry about But I think being I'm redefining wealth. And like right. wealth is being able <clears throat> to take my kids to school. Sure. Um, so more measuring time and how my time is spent, I guess, rather than the money part. Sure. If that makes sense. 
But yes, I think that some of the things that I'm finding wealth in are privileges because I do understand that not everyone can quit their job and so it's like the the ability to afford the freedom I guess in some way sure which but I guess I wouldn't necessarily feel like I would ever call myself wealthy then either you know like I feel like that seems okay we went out for dinner last night that's true and my bill was over a hundred dollars for me how much was your bill Uh, free free (laughs) so well that's because it was my birthday on sunday well and i have friends yes looks like having friends sure that will take care of you and care Mm. for you and build community around you okay i can i can accept that Mm -hmm. and that's a way i'm not wealthy that you are i'm never gonna be able to go out for dinner and be like "Ah, sarah you don't have to pay for your expensive ass meal. We got you. <laughs> that will never happen. Just because, for one, I'm not. I you. don't know if it would never happen. I think you understand what I'm saying. I though. do. So I think just reexamining how you define. Sure, wealth. I think that's important to do. Like, what is it? What am I looking for? Like, how, I guess, comfortable do I need to be? Mm-hmm. Well, and what is comfortable? Sure. And is it only associated with a specific dollar amount mm. or is it all of these intangible things? There's a lot of intangible things about wealth, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think when you redefine that, it makes the money part different. Mm. And I think specifically for you and I, because I know we've both been concerned about the money part yeah. of quitting our jobs. Like that's essential. Sure. I think what it makes me think of, honestly, is um, that Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart. The uh, it's a beautiful life. It's a wonderful. Oh, it's a life. wonderful it's life. It's a wonderful life. Thank you. I do um, like that movie. A I think lot. they say something about like him being like the richest man in town because he like had so many friends show up for him. You know, when he was like destitute, mm-hmm. right? When there was a run on the bank and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, rethinking what wealth is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Check. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, I had some other questions for you. Just like, you know, keep it light and fun and loosey goosey. Uh-oh. You know, keep it in Gucci. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. What are your questions, Caleb? What have you been reading or watching or listening to that has been good for you in the recent months? <sighs> like anything new, anything great, anything like life-changing or like eye-opening or like... Reading, watching, listening. Yeah. What are you intaking? Because I feel like, you know, there's so much about what we've changed doing. But, Mm -hmm. like, what are you giving yourself? What are you, like, what's coming into your brain space, into your spiritual space? Well, I've been taking a lot more yoga. Okay. And I think that's something that I'm not necessarily reading or watching or listening, but I'm taking. Sure. Well, I think there's an aspect of listening in yoga. You know, That's listening true. to your body and learning to, you know, respond mm-hmm. to what your body needs. Mm-hmm. I think giving myself um, a regular yoga practice again has been great. Mm. A really amazing tool. Um, I think for me, it's not necessarily about like, I don't know, r- reading, watching, listening, but um, the things I'm... I don't know how to say it in a way that makes sense, but I've quit smoking cigarettes. Okay. Ooh. So today is 63 cigarette free days. I never thought I could do it. I, yeah, I'm impressed. Me too. It sucks every single day. (laughs) 
every single fucking day. Right, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's not fun. Let's be honest, it sucks. It's the worst. It's Mm. one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I've done it before, but it's different when you're not, like, pregnant. Sure. When there's no child Mm. who you're gestating, who is gestating inside you. Right, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's not as motivating. Right. Um, So I have totally stopped putting harmful chemicals into chemicals into my body which is in turn freed up a lot of money because Mm -hmm. my cigarettes like what ten dollars a day almost eleven dollars a day yeah Yeah, i think like 1066 for a pack of american spirits i know it's a lot and they take between like seven and eleven minutes to smoke Mm -hmm. so i've given myself significant chunks of time Mm. because i've not smoked i've not bought alcohol at my house because it's really hard for me to not smoke while I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. So I've saved hundreds of dollars from not buying wow. bougie-ass wine. Now, of course, I'm still drinking. Well, sure. Because last night I was like, damn, I have a high alcohol tolerance for <laughs> not drinking. But it's I'm totally reevaluating. like Your relationship to substances. Yes, my relationship yeah. to substances. Mm. I would say that I've been doing the same thing. Like I have been, I've spent more time sober in the last year than I have been drinking, which oh has been great, God. you know, like, and I've definitely like slipped up and, um, broken, you know, long stretches of sobriety, you know, long stretches of sobriety, whatever. But, um, I don't know if it's, it's felt great. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, I think almost 40 something days sober again right now. And, Honestly, I just feel like it's it's great. It's great for my body. It's great for my mind. Like, and I feel like I'm a better friend and a better person to the mm-hmm. people around me. I can tell now when I like today, I have no energy. Mm. I am tired. I'm really thankful I don't have to make any decisions or be around um, a lot of people because mm-hmm. I'd probably be a bitch. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Alcohol but, just hits different. Mm-hmm. Like when you have the sober moments to notice Mm -hmm. how sobriety feels and then notice how it feels to not be sober. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm still smoking weed that will never stop. Right. But a lot less weed. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much alcohol affects that aspect of myself because I was definitely raging on my way here. Like, I wish you could have seen me. I was, like, Raging. screaming in my car. Why? Because <laughs> I have road rage. Oh. And it's bad. And, like, also part of it, too, I think, is, like, this aspect of myself that I feel, like, exposed or, like, vulnerable because my car has been going through some aesthetic issues. Like, the bumper is kind of broken. And uh, when I was driving down the road, I could just see people like looking at me, be like, look <laughs> at this loser in his beat up car. Like his bumper is like flying all over the place. I used to feel like that too. And it was just driving me crazy. And so I was raging. And people were in my way and they were going slow and I was pissed. Well, and then you're pissed that they're like looking at you. I know. Don't judge me, bitch. Just keep moving. Don't look at me. I would get so mad when I had a fucked up car and people would look at me. I would be mad at them mm-hmm. for being mad at me for i don't right. even know noticing it's like don't look at me i just want to get to where i'm going and yeah mm-hmm. i'm mad at you all for judging me They're but i'm judging myself like too you know but like you, also though. what right so it's not like you know quitting substances just like 
fixes your entire life because it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it brings some awareness. That's true. To the areas that oh, need improvement. Oh, I was improvement. hyper aware of like me being irrationally irate. Were you? I was. And I was like, you could just smile through this because this is absurd. And on the inside, I was screaming. So, well, you know, it was one of those moments. Because you ever just feel like, you know, you have those days where like everything is against you and like you can't get anything right and it's like raining and it's wet and like your socks are wet and then like everybody's in your way and you hit every single red light and your bumper's flapping and hitting the side of your car and making this really obnoxious noise and people are looking at you like you're an idiot. But no one's probably looking at you like that. Okay. <laughs> sure. You're yes, probably right. I do understand. But I feel like when we give those <laughs> days power, <laughs> they get worse. It doesn't make your day any better. Right. I've had to tell myself that a lot. It's just a bad five minutes. All right. This was a so sh- you had a bad time. day. I hate that song. Oh. I'm not even going <laughs> to. You hate that finish. song? Yes. You don't even like anything that I like. Are we even friends? I like almost everything <laughs> that you like, except for that song. What else? Kelly Clarkson. Do you really like Kelly Clarkson? I think she's great. No, you don't. What do you mean? You think she's great? I mean, I don't have any problems with her. But do you like her? I think she's doing great work. I think she likes to, you know, sing and she's got a little show like good for her. What good work is Kelly Clarkson fucking doing out here? Where? Being a face, being a public personality, a persona, like having people. No, okay, never mind. I hate Kelly Clarkson. Okay, well, you can have your opinion about her, but, you know, this just reinforces the idea that you and I don't like the same things. I (laughs) am really hurt. I don't know where this is coming from. You must be having a shitty attitude day. I told you! (laughs) I got in here, and I was raging! So you've been having a nice, quiet day. I know. And here you are. I even invited you out to eat. I know. <sighs> you wow. didn't. Did you even like my Instagram photo this morning? You didn't. I'm over it. First of all, I I've commented on your photo. <laughs> wow. This is. You didn't even care about my swollen eye. And now you want to talk shit? I did. I even looked at it. Because I made you. I've been talking about it for like 12 hours. I brought it up last night <laughs> and you didn't care. You were just like, oh, she's crazy. And then you. I didn't say that. So who's projecting now? I heard you. You were like, oh, Sarah, (laughs) stop. You're just making shit up again. I never. (laughs) It's all the drugs, Sarah. I didn't. What? I heard you. You didn't. In your head, maybe. (laughs) Just kidding. Caleb never said that. But you weren't paying as much attention. Oh, okay. As I would have liked. (laughs) My bad. What else do you have on the list, Caleb? Oh, um, (laughs) well, now I'm terrified that you're going to like laugh at me and tell me that I'm dumb. But, you know, just to um, answer my own question, because Sarah doesn't care. I've been reading a lot of Liz Lenz and I watched everything everywhere all at once. This is my new favorite movie. And I've been listening to a lot of Tegan and Sarah and Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And next question. Tegan and Sarah, huh? Yeah. They're my favorite lesbian duo. They're incredible. And their music is everything to me. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. I've been in the, an '80s. Well, I'm always like in right. an '80s mood, mm-hmm. but I've been more in like a '70s and '80s like rock mood, which mm. has then led me oddly to a reggae 
like 80s and early 90s reggae mm-hmm. kick. And that's brought a lot of joy. Uh, I love things that bring you joy. I know. Okay, so I think that we should take a break. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about, I don't know, where we see ourselves going in the next couple of months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. I thought it would work. Good for you. You're awesome. Uh, You're the best. You're the best. Bizak. <laughs> and I'm dragging because Caleb and I decided to go out, even though we knew that we had our first day of recording today. We went to Cobble Hill for a cute little romantic dinner. It was romantic. It was. Yeah. It was super cute. It was cute. And I drank too much. And then we went to karaoke. And we sang Quarter Flash. We did sing Quarter Flash. Yeah. And uh, Black Velvet. By Alana Miles. Yes. Which wasn't our best, but it was still pretty good. It was fun. It was fun. And I think that's the point of karaoke, right? Go have fun. You don't have to perform like Alana Miles. You know what I mean? You don't have to be Alana Miles. You just have to be Sarah Van Cleave singing the song. Yeah, but I don't want to suck. Well, right. Nobody wants to suck, but I don't think you sucked. I know. Right. I didn't (laughs) suck. (laughs) No, you did great. I actually never saw it. All right. No, but it it we we will practice. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, quarter flash. We've got <clears throat> that shit down. Yeah, I know it's the harmonies, and I need. To, I want to learn how to harmonize. Just do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Okay. Yeah, While you key. were singing, someone was like, "Oh my God, listen to his vocal range." Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, and I was like, "I know." Somebody said that. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he can sing higher than me, too. I hate him. But I say that to say that today I am hungover and very tired. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not hungover because I'm sober. So, you know, that's uh, that's one of the benefits of not drinking is not waking up with any kind of hangover or headache or. Must be fucking nice. Anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up with an appetite and Mm -hmm. a hangover. Yeah, that's going to happen. It is. I'm just sharing this so that people can get some context. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I woke context. up with no voice this morning. Right. I remember calling you this morning and you were like, I was like wow, Sarah, you sound hoarse. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I still do sound a little hoarse, but that's what happens when I stay up all night. Yeah. But I like your voice. It's Thank you. It's a pleasure to listen to you. Mm. Especially when you're singing... A lot of miles. Thank you, Caleb. You're welcome. Anyway, you're uh, trying to butter me up. I uh, like you all buttered up. <sighs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you know what else hasn't changed? Well, it hasn't changed for me. What? Some things never change. My mm. relationship status. Oh. I'm still single. Yeah. So if anyone wants to butter me up. <laughs> if anyone wants to butter your biscuit. <laughs> Come butter my biscuit (laughs) and take a big bite. (laughs) 
Shameless self promotion. You know what? Yeah. Who Tinder is over. It's now podcasting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tinder. I've got a podcast right, now. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Who needs to swipe? Right. When you uh, can listen. Yes, you can listen. <laughs> it's me. You to can you. slide in our DMs. Right. I mean, that's kind of honestly one of my biggest hopes is that out of this, you know, especially after, you know, this video situation that people would be like, oh, my God, <laughs> Caleb, you're gorgeous. I want to be with you every day just to look at you and take and care night. of you and pay all your bills and, and cook you your dinner biscuit. and butter your biscuit. Mm. So if anyone wants yeah. to <laughs> butter Caleb's biscuit. Yeah, if anybody wants to butter this biscuit, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> Give you some butter. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm so glad we're back, and we're. I'm just, you know, honestly, so happy that people are going to be listening to the kinds of things that Sarah and I have going on in our minds. <laughs> it's truly a gift that we're giving you all. So I hope you appreciate it as such. You're welcome. <laughs> It's a gift that just won't ever stop it's giving. It's a gift that keeps giving endlessly. Yes. Endlessly. Unless we go on another nine-month hiatus. <laughs> we won't. To just date another baby. <laughs> we better come out with a real baby <laughs> if we do that again. I do believe we've had the conversation about, you know, in vitro. We have. We have. We would have a cute baby. We would, our baby would be gorgeous. And dramatic. And loud. Yes. Yeah. And smart. Well, so smart. And cute. Caring. Tall. Compassionate. Empathetic. Uh, uh, athletic, too. Really? Yeah. Well, you're athletic. You are, too. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're built, Have babe. you seen me do a sport? No. But, like, Azela is athletic. She does, like, does gymnastics and stuff. Got that. That's from the tainted water that we have in Cedar Rapids. The tainted water. <laughs> I love the word taint. The tainted Ed. water. That's not for me. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but hold on. You go to the gym, though. Yeah, but I'm not athletic. Yeah, you work out. That's not athletic. I think there's something athletic about yoga, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't you, define I think you myself just need to... as an athlete. How about that? Okay, fine. But you're athletic. Okay. Well, our baby would be. Mm. Okay. Anyways, um, what do you foresee for... Our journey together for the next couple months. Well. Well, ASMR. I think that we are going to magnify the intention behind our endeavors. Yeah. It's a little bit of manifestation, too. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like when we ended season one, we were kind of realigning mm, mm-hmm. and maybe changing our vision for this podcast yeah and for our platform. project yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we kind of went away so i feel like this season we are going to be able to show people our intention manifested that's not the word i'm looking for but we're going to actualized, be actualized maybe yes <clears throat> that okay. actually might have been the word i was looking for sure but now it's gonna come 
Everyone's going to see it. Yeah. Well, I think if anything, I think there's something to be said about, you know, uh, maybe refining mm. what our intentions are, mm -hmm. you know. And I think for us and the conversations that we've had outside of this room, for us, that looks like um, creating space for action mm -hmm. and having resources for action. Mm -hmm. Because I think we can talk all day you know, all we want to about, you know, the issues that people like us face um, being minorities in a, in a place like Iowa um, or in the Midwest in general. Uh, but there's things for us to do. There's uh, almost a call to action because I think, you know, since the last time we recorded, there um, has been a lot that's happened politically. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> in Iowa and in the United States. Like right now, there's how many bills that are targeting um, trans people, people who perform in drag, um, kids who are, you know, maybe questioning their gender or um, their sexual orientation. And um, I just talked to a, a friend who's a librarian uh, here in Cedar Rapids and she was talking about scared being afraid that she would you know face a felony charge if you know some of these laws come to our state and she'd have to you know pull books um that include any language about sexual orientation or gender mm -hmm. that doesn't fit the like cis heteronormative nuclear experience mm -hmm. so I don't know. And it's funny because I feel like the last one of the last episodes we had last season was with Liz Bennett. Mm -hmm. And it, there's just been a lot that's happened since. Yeah, it seems like a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like when we recorded that episode with Liz, this was like the beginning mm -hmm. of the shit show. Right. And there was like a like almost like a hope that, you know, we could like make sure that um, like that these things didn't get pass, out there. You know? Right. Yeah. Go and, out and vote. But, but I think the thing that. I, that sticks with me from that conversation with Liz is that the same way people like us are doing our work mm -hmm. um, and trying to make sure our voices are heard and that we're centering people who can affect change, those crazy radical conservative um, people are also doing their work mm -hmm. and making sure that the voices they want centered are up front and right. right there in everyone's faces. And they're working just as hard, if not harder. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I mean, so I'm going to use Iowa as kind of like a, uh, like a template almost for, you know, what's happening countrywide. Um, is that now there's like this Republican majority in, you know, the Iowa state and uh, House of Representatives and Senate, you know. Um, and I feel like that's happened a lot, like in places like North Dakota or uh, Nebraska. Um but then there's places like Minnesota, you know, that are doing some good work. Like the governor there just did, um, I forget the details of it, but it was, you know, pro-LGBT or pro Basically made it a woman. safe haven. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. That's kind of what I was looking to say. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I think for, for you and I, uh, what this podcast means is um, a way to, uh, I don't know, activate to... I don't know. Help me out. What am I trying to say? Manifest. 
inclusion. <laughs> and, and I don't know, in real ways. Yeah. This and, is our form of activism, and yeah. I think we're going to be more intentional. Yeah. And we want to amplify voices that we feel need it. Yeah. And maybe don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. or have really important things to say that we want to help reach a broader audience. Right. I think part of it for me is that I feel overwhelmed sometimes by how much information is coming in, mm-hmm. you know, via social media or um, news apps, whatever. And it's just it, it feels like you're drinking water from a uh, fire hose, you know, that there's just so many things to pay attention to all the time. And it it's kind of deafening and overwhelming and depressing a lot Mm -hmm. and so I think for me what's important is trying to like laser in focus on what it is that I can do and what's important to me and amplifying voices of other people who have you know different um I don't know passions Mm -hmm. you know about you know equality and um inclusion and dismantling systemic oppression and um, all the ways that that looks like, you know, because I think there's something to be said about, you know, taking care of ourselves, like radical self-care can be a way to be an activist, you know, to have a healthy body Mm -hmm. and a healthy, healthy life. Well, if we didn't care for ourselves, we wouldn't be able to do this work. Right. And so that is that in itself is a form of mm. activism. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember, I think I was reading um, some book by um, a black activist who was talking about, you know, black joy being uh, an act of activism mm-hmm. or resistance. And I thought that was really important. And I'll try to remember who that is. But it comes up a lot in conversations, I feel like, on Twitter and spaces that I occupy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna so be that's a lot of season. heavy stuff, but I think it's stuff that is important to us, mm-hmm. important to you and I, and hopefully it's important to our listeners. I think it is. Well, they wouldn't be listening otherwise. True that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We've got a really great guest list. Oh, we do. Up ahead uh. Uh, for this season. <laughs> Bringing you lots of eargasms. Yes. Mm. Which is all I can get. Eargasms. <laughs> Eargasms. So I'll take them. Any way I can get oh, a no. little pleasure activation, I'm all about it. Right. And I think we'll be learning a lot. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. that's important to me, too. It's like learning. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, And that's been this whole movement in my life is I feel that I'm like refocusing my goals and my values to taking care of my body, taking care of my spirit, taking care of my mind, right? And for me, a lot of, you know, taking care of my mind looks like reading and it also looks like doing some research, right? And listening to people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And caring for our community. Ooh. We've talked yeah. about that too. It's mm-hmm. like the missing piece. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, things only happen in big ways when people come together. Right. You know what I mean? And it, that happens at a communal level, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I, like you said about, you know, our even dinner last night that I don't think I'd be who I am or where I am if it weren't for the people in my life, you know, you included that, you know, when I was going through kind of my breakdown and when I was quitting my job, 
I don't think I'd still be here in the same way if I didn't have people like you or people, um, my friends in my life. So that kind of, I don't know, community that I've made mm-hmm. is important to me and they take care of me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, continuing to foster that. Foster it. Yeah. What's one thing you've learned in our time away in the past nine months? Mm, I think to not give in to fear. Mm. I think it's been a big one, you know, because I could have easily um, stayed comfortable, you know, and I think there's been a lot of shifts that have happened, you know, even since we started season one of like, you know, leaving a relationship that wasn't serving me and that was terrifying, you know, because I don't like to be alone. And that's been hard for me to figure out, but I've been figuring it out Mm -hmm. to leave the job, you know, that in so many ways felt like it gave me my identity Mm -hmm. um, and the validation that I was, you know, constantly seeking. And so leaving all that behind has been kind of like a free fall into figuring out who Caleb is outside of those um, kind of false um, uh, pillars of my life. You know, this false foundation that I was relying on that really didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Releasing myself from the shackles of fear. Ah, uh, not fear. Yeah. What about you? I think I love that, not giving into fear. I think trusting myself. Mm. Um, trusting other people. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Learning to trust other people. Yeah. I've told <sighs> myself that in order to be successful in this time of my life, I'm going to have to ask for help. Not only am I going to have to ask, but I'm going to have to receive help that might not be solicited. Mm. And that is not something <clears throat> I'm comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like to. I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to take it. Yeah. Well, it's like staying open to opportunities. Yes. Right? Of things that you wouldn't necessarily expect or know that you needed. Mm-hmm. And that is, that takes a lot of, you know, letting go of fear, letting go of pride. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of trust involved. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So rebuilding trust. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an essential thing. I think for people who have a lot of reason to not trust, mm-hmm. you know, who have been traumatized or oppressed or hurt by the world in different ways. Mm hmm. So I agree. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And I think being patient mm. with myself as <sighs> I'm going through this. You mean you don't have to like rush through the process? <laughs> you can enjoy it? Yeah. Well, wow. Remember when I was telling you I wanted to quit my job and mm-hmm. I was like, and I want to be as sober as I can and enjoy every moment. And then I was like, I'm fucking sober. And you were like, I thought you wanted to be sober. Mm-hmm. But that is, yes, not <laughs> rushing, not <laughs> not trying to like self-medicate the uncomfortable moments away. Breathing through the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And just <sighs> sitting with what's happening and yeah. knowing that it's all working out mm-hmm. for the best. And what I think is best, it probably isn't. That's the one thing I've learned is that everything I thought to be true wasn't. I have no idea where I'm going to end up. I have no idea what the right path is. I don't know if there is a right path. But remembering that and just continuing to go, mm-hmm. not letting fear paralyze you yeah. and not doing anything at all. Right. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this, of these thoughts of not letting fear 
paralyze us, of learning to trust again, and of uh, taking those steps forward, listening to ourselves and breathing through the discomfort. Me mm. too. That feels really good. Like I right know. in here. Well, you it know, does like right, right here now. in my in my body. Yeah. I in your in my chesticle. Chesticle. My heart space. Heart space. My heart chakra is glowing right now. Mm. Love that for you. Oh, I love you. I love you. Oh, okay. I'm really glad that everyone's gonna be able to get to see our <laughs> <laughs> interactions now. <laughs> Because I feel like it's hard to know, like, do they actually like each other? Are they sitting close to each other? What are Faking they doing? It, right. Yeah. And they're like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do love each other. Um, I love love. I also love love. We are like lovers to love. Yeah. We are love's lovers. Loving life. <laughs> Laughing. Living. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, I think that probably is enough from us today. (laughs) Um, I hope you all who have listened to us and are giving us a second chance are uh, happy with the last, you know, hour or so of listening to us ramble. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you weren't give us one more chance after this <laughs> to be satisfied. One more. If we haven't impressed you after our our multiple episodes. Right. Hang in there cuz we might <laughs> next time. Something we, we might say might resonate. It I don't might. know. It might. This is going to be a great season. It really is. So go follow our social media mm-hmm. on Instagram other the podcast. Other the podcast. And we then talk back. Yeah, and then also check out the new um, website for Upload Media Group. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I don't know the URL. Robin? Robin doesn't either. But Robin doesn't either, but we'll find out for you. We're going to post it in our show notes. <laughs> it will all be available because that's important to us. Resources. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. Hoorah. Hoorah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amin. Amin. say. So just thank you. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your support. Yeah, we appreciate you and we love you. We do love you. Ciao. Ta-ta for now, darling. Peace.